All right, welcome back. We are here, Trumbull Dads. Week, I don't know how many weeks we've been doing this with Rob now, but I think this is like our fourth episode with Rob. So, Rob, again, happy to have you. I think you're going to be a staple here now. We're, we're stuck with you. Um, so, let's, uh, we got Rob. Seems like Rob. a lifetime already. <laughs> <laughs> so, along with uh, BG, Brian, Rob Finn, myself, Nate Moyer, uh, we'll, we'll get into some NFL and a little bit of baseball. But uh, as we usually customarily do now, uh, let's start off, guys. What, what, what are we drinking tonight for this podcast? Brian, what, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, well, thanks to Rob for making the trip to Maine, our, uh, our local Maine mule. Got some Bissell Brothers here, uh, Industry versus Inferiority, That's which is quite delicious. I like it for a Tuesday. It's good that stuff. Is it an IPA, Pilsner? It's good stuff, Nate. It's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it says ale. An ale. That's all it says. So it could be. could be an IPA for all I know, but it's good. All right, Rob. Rob, what are you drinking tonight? Well, uh, I was up in Maine, and I made to make a little trip. Uh, I was up there for work, so I stopped over at Maine Brewing Company, Maine Beer Company, and got a little dinner for myself. So I'm having a little late night dinner. Dinner's a nice. Uh, what is it? A double IPA, right? That's the double IPA. The smoothest double IPA out there, it's I'll say. Fantastic! I've had. They have a lunch and a dinner. Rob was generously able to grab me some some Maine bottles for me. Uh, that's great. But tonight I'm drinking a Treehouse 73. It was uh, about a month ago they had a special canning. So Treehouse is up in uh, Massachusetts. Another friend of mine brought me that one. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice. We all kind of help each other out in the community with our, uh, with our beer drinking, beer habits. So, anyway, um, all right, guys, let's get started. So we'll, we'll just recap on the NFL week three. Um, I know you guys are Giants fans, so we won't put this off any longer. What are your thoughts on, on DJ, Daniel Jones' first game? Um, we'll start with we'll start with you, Rob. Uh, I thought it was very impressive. Um, you know, he played very well in preseason, and you know it's preseason, but uh, and, and Tampa Bay's got a pretty decent defense with uh, Todd Bowles there. So I was impressed the way he looked. I know he had a couple of fumbles, but he looked very poised. He had great, uh, great throwing ability right out of the pocket. You know, he made some good plays. They had some drops there, but nothing seemed to phase him. You know, he had a fumble, and he came, bounced right back into it, um, down at half. And, you know, he came right out firing in the second half. I think having Eli Manning there to, you know, maybe throw him a few words of advice and keep his head calm, it, it was a great uh, relationship. And he looked good, and look, he came back. And even if they lost that game on that field goal, I, I would have been very happy with it. You know what I mean? He didn't. He wouldn't have been the one to lose that game. Would have been on our defense, which I think is our weakest link right now. I don't know you, Ryan. Yeah, no, I I have to agree with you. I mean that that last drive, uh, scoring there with about a, what a minute and twenty left, something like that. Uh, you know, he saw the defense. He saw the backs turned, and he ran into the end zone himself where I don't think we would have had that play with Eli in there last week. Like, that just wouldn't have happened. Uh, to give the team an opportunity to win like that, to march down the field and say, we're going to blank score, you got you to gotta appreciate that kind of attitude um, and that uh, energy that he brings. It's kind of like a, a breath of fresh air now for this team that I think they can really get behind him. I think they can, you know, are they going to win, win out? No. They can win a few few games here, but it gives the fans like Rob and myself some hope that maybe we did make the right decision here. Uh, I don't want to go too crazy after one week and one game, you know. But they definitely uh, showed a little bit more 
uh, pop in their game. Now, losing Barkley is a big blow to this team because I think Danny G, um, sorry, Danny Jones and uh, Barkley would have been fun to watch. Uh, but with him out about a month or two, it kind of puts a damper on things. So we'll see what, what Danny Dimes can put together for us uh, with Gallman at running back. Um, it'll be exciting to see. Uh, I, I can't wait to, to see how this works out. Yeah, you know, um, on our other podcast, the Pardon the Confusion, uh, we had this other gentleman, Ernest, and myself. We kind of thought, you know, Jones is going to be kind of a bust. We thought it was a bad pick for the um, the Giants. They should have taken another quarterback. But, you know, I, I was I was impressed. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be wrong about that. You know, the, it seems like a good kid. He really stepped into that role, and I don't think much was expected of him. I don't think he was expected to win this game. Um, I think Giants fans were just optimistic to have him in there instead of Eli and he, he looked good. You know, he got in that huddle, like you said. He said, let's go bleep score, and um, which shocked most of his teammates because he doesn't curse. Um, so, you know, that, that type of leadership in the huddle of, hey, let's get the team going. Let's go. Let's let's go win this game in his first start. That's that's impressive. And, um, yeah, I am disappointed that Barkley's going to be out for, you know, eight weeks. Luckily, it's not a season-ending injury, but I think that's going to be some good chemistry. You've got some hope. You got Golden Tate coming back week four or week five, I guess. I'm sorry, he's got to sit out first four games, so that's another weapon for Jones. And then, I mean, Jones he can run too. So not only that, people can't really lock in on the backfield now because they got to worry about Jones running too. So you know, I I think it's exciting. So again, I, I'm not going to get too excited. Kind of like Brian touched on about it's it's only one game. We'll see once. The other teams have a chance to scout him, um, how they react to him, how they bottle him up, what they do against him. We'll kind of see, you know, you, you got to give it a few weeks, to see how he does. But I think, um, I think Giants fans are pretty excited. I mean, obviously you guys seem pretty excited about it. And, um, you know, I, I think you guys all respect Eli, but I think it's, it's the right time. I think Eli needed to be, you know, riding off into the sunset. And I think if he can be a good mentor to Jones, um, I think that's just going to show how much, you know, uh, respect there is for Eli and the franchise that he can step back and help the next guy up. And do you guys think Eli goes anywhere next year? Do you think if the Jones is just amazing this year, do you guys think Eli retires? Do you guys think he tries to go to another team for another year? Yeah, I think start? he's, I think he's done. I, th- I think his career is over. I mean, he's, he's done his thing. Uh, if he, if you really wanted to play one more year, I'm sure there's teams that'll, that'll take him. but being a, a New York Giant for his entire career and the accomplishments that he has, I think uh, his best move is to just finish out, go out on a high note, a respectable, you know, human being and quarterback in the NFL. Uh, he's he's done a good job, and he should be proud of it. Rob, what do you think? Uh, I would like to think that. Brian is right and he's going to retire and that's it. And then in five years, maybe he gets a gold jacket, but um, I don't know. I think I have a feeling he's not going to be happy the way he ended it right now. And he was playing well, he wasn't playing bad. So I wouldn't be surprised if he signed a one year deal with a team. Um, you know, let's see what happens, you know, with a couple of teams out there that their quarterbacks just aren't working out well. And, Maybe they need some guy to fill in a gap while they do draft a young guy. I could see him signing a one-year deal somewhere. I mean, I'm not sure where he would go, but I could see it. someone picking him up. We'll see. Yeah, I, uh, I, I personally think he probably should just uh, let the season end and, and be done with his career and, and go out a giant. But 
Um, you know, you've, you've got like the Emmett Smiths in the world. You've got the Jerry Rice where they just, they got to hang on a little bit more. They just don't know when to say it's time. So I, I could, I could definitely see. And I think there's a lot of teams that might be starving for quarterbacks that would really want an Eli Manning, um, his reputation, everything like that for one year, but hopefully not. Um, all right. So moving on another, another big one is Kansas city and the Patriots. So they will meet up December 8th, but gosh, they, they, both of them, they look really good. I mean, the Patriots lost Antonio Brown. They only had him for a week anyway, but didn't seem like they skipped a beat. Um, Kansas City has just been going nuts. They just beat Baltimore. So what, what are you guys excited about? I mean, what do you, you think is the best part of that matchup coming up? I mean, I know it's way out in the future. Let's assume everybody's going to be healthy. Brady's healthy. Mahomes is healthy. Uh, the receivers are healthy. Let's just assume both teams are, are ready to go at a hundred percent. What what do you think? I don't know. What do you think's the, the X factor in that, Brian? What do you, what do you think is the X factor in that matchup? I think it's going to be Kansas city's offense and them staying healthy because as they have a lot of weapons, I think if Kelsey can, can stay on the field uh, and Mahomes can find his receivers, they'll, they'll be fine. Patriots just seem stacked. I don't. I hate to say this, but I mean, could they even be better this year than they have been in the past couple of years? You know, they they just won it last year. Uh, I think their defense is actually better, or at least they've looked better in the first three weeks, and their offense is just clicking. And they have Josh Gordon. So Josh I, I mean, they, great. and he's been he's been great. And the team just keeps winning, and they keep putting up points. Now, let, let's be fair. They. Uh, who they've played the first three weeks where they have the dolphins. Uh, the that was an easy win. They had the jets. Uh, and then they played Pittsburgh week one, which Pittsburgh didn't even look like they knew that the season had started yet. So, you know, the, the three big wins, uh, the first three weeks, two of those were pretty weak teams. Uh, I want to see them play, uh, some better competition. So it'd be interesting to see what they are against the likes of Kansas city that are, they're juggernauts themselves, you know. So, you know, good teams. It'll be a good matchup. It'll be fun to watch. Uh, but like you said, it's not for, for a while down the season. So um, we'll see what it's like come, uh, was it week 12 or something like that? Yeah, week 12, December 8th. Yeah, that's week 12. Rob, what are your thoughts? What do you think's the X factor of that matchup based on what we know right now? I, like Brian said, I mean, they played some weak teams. I think the Patriots' defense is going to, really have to step up. I mean, they're not going to stop Kansas City's offense, which I'm shocked at without Kareem Hunt, how well they're playing. They, they don't seem to have missed a beat. Um, but if the Patriots' defense is, you know, okay and average, they may get blown out. But they may have to contain Mahomes. And if, uh, if Belichick has a good game plan and they run the ball and they, you know, take the time and possession away, maybe they can squeak one out against. But I think Kansas, it'll be Kansas City's game. Uh, I think the only the biggest X factor is going to be you know Patriots at home in a cold weather. It is December, so we'll see how how their defense is by then. They always seem to get better as the season goes on. I mean, I know they've looked good so far, but like Brian said, they've been playing some pretty bad teams. So, I mean, I think we could have gotten uh, twelve guys in Trumbull to play against the Dolphins, you know, and, and not and, and might have shut them out the way they played. So uh, we'll see what happens then. But I think, you know, the Patriots have the Bills next week. Division game, Bills are undefeated too. They have a good defense. 
So we'll see what happens there. Um, but, you know, Daniel Jones picked them apart in the second half. Or not picked them up, sorry, wrong team. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens with the Bills and how they look and how they do and, uh, and, and take it from there. So we'll see. Yeah, I think I think the Patriots actually have a good test this week with Buffalo. Um, you know, I think Buffalo's got a lot of confidence right now. So, you know, playing, I think it's good for both teams because I think we're going to about to find out how good the Bills are or how good the Patriots are. If the Patriots struggle against the Bills, or the Bills dominate or Patriots dominate, I mean, we're going to kind of see some confidence hurt in, uh, in the Buffalo area if, <laughs> if it doesn't go in Buffalo's favor. But you know, honestly, it's it's amazing how the Patriots can consistently do this. I think their defense every year ends up in the top ten. They finish the year in the top ten. I know, in like when it comes to fantasy and things like that, they're not really picked up a lot. Everybody kind of this year, I think it was Jacksonville, Chicago. You know, those those were kind of the big names. You don't really think about New England. They're kind of steady, steady there. But um, you know, you you throw that out there with a, a good defense. But you know, you got Brady running the offense, so that helps the defense get rested on the sidelines. Um, yeah, I like that. So, guys, any other observ- observations from week three? I know that was kind of a, a throw forward, um, but any other games you guys saw this weekend that you kind of want to talk about? We'll start with Rob this time. Is there any other game that you got to watch that you liked? Um, I would say I was impressed with Indianapolis. Uh, Jacoby Brissett's playing really well, and they, you know, they were home, but they beat a good Atlanta Falcons team, and Everyone kind of wrote off Indianapolis when they were, you know, they lost Andrew Luck, and they said that's it. You know, they'll they'll be getting the top two or three pick, and maybe they'll go pick quarterback. But Brissett's been playing well, and they've been playing well as a team. So it kind of stinks that Andrew Luck did retire because who knows what they would have done with him in there. But uh, I was impressed with Indianapolis and the way they've been playing. They've been playing a lot of heart since they lost Luck. So they haven't just shut it down. They've played well, and see what happens at the end of the year with them. And Frank Wright's a great coach. I mean, I think we're seeing that. He did that. He was really good with um, Philly. He was on their staff. I think he was a quarterback coach with Philly when they um, won the Super Bowl. He really helped Nick Foles. And, I, you know, I've been impressed with Frank Wright. I think he's a very underrated coach right now. Uh, but I think he's, he's doing all the right things in Indianapolis. I think Indianapolis fans should be excited about their coaching pick. Because I think, didn't they, weren't they supposed to get the, um, the coach – the offensive coordinator from the Patriots, right? And he balked at the last minute. So this Frank Wright was their second choice. And I think Frank Wright's the better choice for Indianapolis. Um, so, Brian, what do, you, what do you think? Was there any game that you liked you want to talk about about week three? Uh, not a particular game, actually, but more teams. I think uh, Detroit Lions are playing very well. I think uh, the Packers are playing very well. The Packers' defense is a lot better than people thought. Their secondary looks like they, you know, a couple of shutdown corners there. Um, I just like that they're back. You know, the Packers kind of fell off a little bit last year. Uh, Rodgers, I don't think, was 100% healthy. Uh, they got a good team, and they're back in the mix. And you got the Bears with their defense. You got the Packers. You got the Lions. You got the Vikings. I mean, that NFC North is loaded. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun uh, to see those those teams go at it, see who comes out on top come playoff time, and who can make a run and give uh, the Pats or the Chiefs a run for their money. Yeah, you know, honestly, we, we kind of talked earlier about what team Eli might go to. What, what if Chicago, if, if Trubinsky just keeps struggling with that defense, you think Eli would, would that be a good spot for a one-year rental do you, do of you Eli? Think, do you think Eli is better than a Trubisky right now? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think. 
I don't think that's much of an upgrade for Chicago. Uh, they need they need a uh, a more dynamic uh, quarterback than than Eli Manning. They need somebody that can that can run because their running back situation is a little little iffy. Even though David Montgomery is really good, uh, it just hasn't shown shown much. Uh, Trubisky's not able to really handle that that offense and make a quick decision. Their defense is carrying them right now. Well, you know, uh, unless Trub- yeah. Doesn't say Dak Prescott still isn't re-signed, so um, I think he's he might be the the QB of the uh, offseason if he doesn't get signed here real quick by Dallas. I think Dallas keeps saying it's coming, it's coming, and every week Dak's um, stock value is going up, up, up. So I think uh, I think it'd almost be better if Dak's playing this well that he might just want to just wait till the end of the season and see what other teams throw at him. Um, I mean, if you put let's I mean just throwing this out there, if you put Dak on the Bears with that defense. That that'd be that's your, that's your NFC winner there. Yep. Yeah, that that'd be hard to hard to beat. Assuming everybody plays healthy. Well, speaking of a dynamic quarterback, I did want to throw a little shout out to obviously listens to this or not, but Kyle Allen of the Panthers who kept stepped in for um, Cam Newton this weekend. He had four touchdown passes against the Cardinals. But kind of a cool story. Kyle Allen went to my high school in Arizona, Desert Mountain High School. Um, so that was that was actually pretty cool. His first start was in Arizona. You know, his high school, our high school was right down the road, about eh, 45 minutes away from the stadium. So he had a great game in front of, uh, you know, his hometown. That was really cool to see. Unfortunately, it was against the Cardinals, but, um, you know, good to see that. My high school is not that old. I think it opened in 1996. Um, I was like the third or fourth graduating class out of there. So we're still relatively um, kind of a newer high school out in Arizona. But that was that was exciting. We also have Mark Andrews, who was the tight end for, um, the Ravens, he also went to Desert Mountain High School. So even though it's Trumbull Dads, I actually grew up in Scottsdale, so I had to throw that out there. But I was glad to see him do well. I hope he keeps doing well. And there's that commercial for the uh, the NFL that had the little kid talking to Cam Newton about taking his job and making everybody in Carolina forget about him. There's kind of a joke going that, oh, was that, was that actually Kyle Allen in that video? But no, it was a different little kid. But um, kind of fun little foreshadowing there. But anyway. I kind of wonder what that little kid's doing these days. It he would be kind of funny to see what, yeah, <laughs> see what he's doing if he actually is playing any sport right now. That'd be pretty cool. I kind of hope Kyle Allen invites him out to a, a Panthers game since he is starting again this week for the Panthers. Yeah, so that I think, would be kind of fun. Yeah. Is Cam Newton done? Is he done? He's, he's out another week. Um, I think it's something with his foot. They're trying to figure out if it's... A surgical option. I think he wants to avoid surgery, so it might be. A well, what did he? He had Liz Frank, right? Is that is that what he had going on with his foot? They don't, I don't know. They're not saying anything specific. I think they're just kind of figuring that out. But uh, yeah, they're 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 just saying he's inactive for this week already, which is surprising because that means he still must be hurting. Uh, but you know, they just don't want to let it time to heal. And I guess they like what they saw out of Kyle Allen, so they don't want to rush him because. You know, it's still early in the season, so if, if, if it looks like Kyle knows what he's doing, they give him the reins. But it will be interesting if uh, Kyle goes in there and beats Houston, you know, then what? What do you do in week five? Do you start Cam if he's ready, or do you, you, you keep playing a hot hand with Kyle Allen? Yeah, ride, ride the hot hand. I, yeah, th- th- I say ride the hot hand. That. Yep. I think so. Could be a youth movement here this year for quarterbacks. I like it. Yeah, it's fun to see. Yeah, it is. I mean, we've got some uh, – Young young blood coming in, which is kind of needs almost like the changing the guard. I think I think your uh, the Big Ben's going out. I mean Brady's still playing at a great level, gosh. But I mean he's only got a couple years left. 
Breeze is probably going to retire in a year or two. And then you've got these new guys coming. So that's going to be – it's good to, good to see him play well. Um, all right, guys, let's switch a little bit of gears. So wild card baseball. So we've got some teams already locked in. I kind of want to talk about this because I know Brian's a big Yankees fan. Um, Rob, what, what's the team that you like again? Do you, you want to say out loud who you like? Because I think they're – I like they're... The, uh, <laughs> the Metropolitans of New York. Um. They're, they're barely, barely still alive in the wildcard hunt. But before we get to that, Yankees and Astros are right now are playing for the home field advantage for the AL, right, for the, for the playoffs. They are separated by a half game. Astros have a half game lead on the Yankees pending tonight's outcomes. So we'll start with you, Rob. What do you, who do you think is going to take that? Um, who do you think is going to get home field throughout? you think it's going to be the Astros? you think it's going to be the Yankees? Oh, uh, I just... I think I don't it's hard for him to talk so about. It. I, think, I think he might actually throw up a little bit talking about the Yankees. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I, I might give it to Houston. I think their schedule is a little bit easier, but I don't. I mean, Yankees are just playing. They're both playing lights out. So I really think it, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to toss it up to the Houston Astros. I can't give the Yankees anything right now, but they do have <laughs> one more loss than Houston. So Houston has that has that like half game advantage right now. So um, it might come down to Sunday. We'll say, yeah. yeah right. Brian, I Brian, think, do I uh, have, do I have to ask, or do we know what your answer is going to be? No, nah, you know, I, honestly, I, I don't know if you you knew I was what I was thinking. You you might, but uh, I think honestly, it doesn't matter. I, I just want the Yankees to be healthy. The, the season that they've had, you know, Scranton's been playing uh, in the bigs for all season. They got them to where they where they are now. Not really too worried about what lineup they're throwing out there, but if they can be healthy go into the playoffs and have their team that they were supposed to have in the playoffs, they're going to be pretty good. You know, they've been good all year. You think, um, they, you think a healthy yeah. Yankees team beats Houston no matter what? No matter what I, the I uh, would, series I would, home field I would is? hope so. I would certainly hope so because if their lineup healthy – one through nine is pretty ridiculous. I don't care if they're throwing Garrett Cole, Verlander, Grinky, whoever whoever they got throwing. I don't care who it is. If they got the hitters to to put up a run or two um, against those guys and get into the bullpen, Yankees have a shot because the, their bats are that good. Um, Yankees bullpen is really good. Their starters play well. I mean, Severino's back. They got Tanaka. Uh, they lost Herman, unfortunately. Uh, that was an unfortunate situation there. But um, yeah, uh, I think they're both teams are probably going to duke it out in the in the A and the ALCS. So it'd be exciting to watch and go Yanks. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on the Rob band Rob bandwagon. I'll say the Astros just because again I'm not a big. I, I really don't like the Yankees. I respect the Yankees. I respect their fans because I think they probably have some of the best fans of baseball, uh, very knowledgeable, but just grew up not a, not a Yankees fan. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go with the Astros. But if the Yankees make the, uh, the World Series, I know Brian will be excited, so I'll be somewhat happy for the Yankees through Brian, but I'm not going to be happy for the Yankees. I'll, um, I'll remember that when, <laughs> when tickets come around. You know, the, the Met fan that is, you know, poo-pooing. I said, you know what, Nate, Nate was on board. Let's go. Brian <laughs> um, brings up a good point with Ramon going, you know, being done for the year. I mean, I think that's going to be a huge factor for the Yankees. I mean, I think there's 
probably their weakest point is starting pitching. They've been good all year, but if you look at their hitting the bullpen, that's their weakest link. And you know he was he was doing really well. I went to the uh, when we went to the game when he came back and just beat up on the Mets in July, and he looked good. And I think he was going to be your guy, you know, for your starters. If you're going th- out throwing three starters out there without him, that's going to be tough to to really beat the Astros. So that was a huge blow for the Yankees. So we'll see yeah. what happens. I they mean, get Se- it done. Sevi, Herman, and Tanaka as your three. That, right. That's pretty good. But without right. Herman, I mean, who who is it? Is it Hap? I mean, Paxton's good too. Uh, they they have good guys. They just need to have those guys have good games, which yeah. is really essentially what the playoffs is about. You know, I think Cole, Grinky, and Verlander are probably the best three you could possibly throw out there for a playoff yeah. series. But even them, I mean, outside of Verlander, I think Verlander's just lights out. I think he's the best pitcher in baseball. But uh, the other two, beatable. They are beatable. Well, I mean, it just takes one bad game. You get you get to Verlander, one game. He just you know he just he's just not focused. He's just not ready. The first couple innings, the Yankees jump on him, and then you get to see him one more time in the series. You know, I, it could it could go any way. So I, I think the first two games are going to be critical in that series. About um, you know, assuming they're in the AL, ALCS, I don't think anybody really thinks the Twins or anybody else is really going to do much. But I think. Th- you know, it could go either way. I think after game one or game two, somebody steals a game in the beginning, and then you know, anything can happen. That's that's playoff baseball. So, watch um, out for the Indians. Watch out for Cleveland. They get the wild card. They'll be playing Houston. You'll see. Funny you mentioned wild card because that's what we're going to chat on next. We're going to talk about that. So, um, the NL wild card. Nats are basically in, and the next other team is kind of looks like it's going to be Milwaukee, but the Mets are still. You know, they're on life support. I think, you know, Milwaukee has to lose out. Mets have to win out. Um, Still an opportunity. And we're just, for the sake of what's been going on right now, we're just going to eliminate the Cubs. They've just been imploding. Um, You got to feel for the Cubs fans. Not really. Um, But, you know, to have your team implode like that, that's... That's tricky. I think the Mets fans are kind of used to it, right, Rob? Ooh, so. yeah, they know all about that. Was it <laughs> yeah. seven games with seventeen left? I forget what the numbers were. Was that? Yeah, they looked. They looked like they were going to be taking that wild card. You know, a month, come a month ago, but it's just been. They they and they swept the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks were ahead of them in the standings uh, a few weeks ago, and they they swept them. I mean, they looked like they were going to do it. it. They gave the Mets fans hope, and then Milwaukee just. Yeah. I think I said this on our, I think I said this on our last podcast. I mean, the Mets, you know, even though they swept them, not getting swept by the Cubs and getting swept by the Braves was not good. They needed to get to 88-89 wins, I said. And I knew Milwaukee's schedule was a lot easier and they were playing really well. I I, you know, I knew there was going to be a, an uphill challenge. I was giving it most likely to the Brewers. Uh, I said just because their their strength of schedule as much as I believed in the Mets you know, they would have had to play 800 baseball, which is not possible. No one's going to do that. So um, I'm still sticking with the Brewers are going to lock it up in two days, and that's it. It's over. Uh, but I am just glad that Philly got eliminated today by the Nationals in Washington, and Bryce Harper had to walk off the field knowing he's not going to see another postseason. Oh, yeah, the Nats fans love that. Nationals fans were so over the over the moon that that's, that's how they eliminated the Phillies and Harper they had he got eliminated in Washington. I think I think uh, all things considered, I think Washington probably made the right move not signing Harper. I think they were good to stick to their stick to their number. I don't think uh, you know I'd almost say overrated. Harper's still very talented, but I just think uh, after getting that contract, he just did not have the season people expected him to have. 
Um, so I think I think the Nats did well without him. I think the Nats they're 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 still making the playoffs. The Phillies are not. And I think at the beginning of the season, most people had the Phillies locked into a playoff spot here. So um, that's crazy. So all right. So you 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 think it's Nats Milwaukee? I think we're probably all the same. Let's just get Brian's pick here. I think let's see if he goes. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't see anybody. I mean, with uh, Mets and Cubs are what four or five games out with five or six games. Of play. Yeah, that's not that's not going to happen. You know, um, Brewers are playing well. They want it. It's going to be a good matchup. It's going to be some fun baseball. Yeah, AL wild card: Oakland, Tampa Bay, and then Cleveland is a half game out of that last spot. So it's basically, I think, Tampa Bay and Cleveland fight for that last spot. I got to tell you, I would love to see the one game playoff for that game. I, I would love it if Tampa Bay and Cleveland are like have to play the elimination game to get in. That would be awesome. Um, that's just the selfish person to me. I just want another bonus baseball game. But uh, I think. I'm going to go ahead. I'm just going to make my prediction first, and I'll get your guys's. I'll say, I'll say Cleveland. I think Tampa Bay. I mean, honestly, just because of their fans, I don't really feel like they deserve to be in the playoffs. I think the fan base is just not there for for Tampa. I think the players are playing hard, and I, I feel for them. But gosh, man, the attendance and everything is just terrible. So I'm going to say, I hope it's Oakland. I like, um, and I like Cleveland. So uh, Brian, what, what do you think? What are your two picks? Tampa's playing well. You know, they're in. I think Oakland gets in. Cleveland's hanging around, but they might win the division. You know, if they could come back against Minnesota, I think it's only a three or four game lead that they have. So it's going to be an interesting week. Yeah, Rob, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think um, I think I would almost like to see Cleveland in it. I think they uh, they've been playing really well. Their their starting pitching was their strength earlier in the year, but their hitting's been the better of the two this year. Um, but their pitching is starting to come around and, you know, they had some weird, weird months where they just, you know, went 500, their pitching was off, hitting was off and they could have been a hundred win team. So I think it'd be fun to see. I would love to see extra baseball. I'll watch that every day. So I kind of like your idea with the one game playoff would be fun, but I do think Cleveland will eventually take that over. So I think that'll be a a more fun series. And I guess who would, uh, depends on who's going to win with the Yankees and Astros, but you know, Cleveland and Houston, then you end up with uh, Minnesota and Yankees, so could be interesting. I like it. I think I think the last time the Twins and the Yankees played in the playoffs, I think the Twins beat them, didn't they? Maybe not. I have to look that up. Look that up. Statistic. I don't know if Brian knows that offhand. I know that years ago there was a 2002 when they won. The Angels knocked them out, and they went to the World Series. Uh, but I feel like the Twins did too. But Maybe I don't know. You'll have to let me know about that, Brian. Or maybe you don't want to know. Let me know about that. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're coming to the end, so uh, let's get a last last word in here, Rob. What you got? Well, I wanted to toss it back to you guys. Uh, we just finished our first year of fantasy baseball. I know my team didn't do much, but I was wondering how you guys did in the semifinals last week. Uh, I played the two team. I played Shane, who is the number two seed. I should have been the two seed. We have a division set up, but I had a better record. But you know, the the way fantasy baseball is, I had a great, I had a great team. I think I definitely had the second best team. I think the guy that was in first, it, it, he was going to win no matter what. Um, but I just had so many pitchers that were down. I had David Price decide to get hurt. I I just I had so many hitters that went day to day. So I had all these empty spots. So that's a killer. So I lost in the semifinals to Shane. Wish him the best of luck. 
in the finals. Um, I'm actually, I guess, technically in the third place game against Brian. I don't think either one of us care about third place. It was about one and two, and we don't care. So, Brian, what, <laughs> what are you talking about your team or not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've been saying it all year, you know, week to week. Uh, one guy goes down, two guys go down, they're day to day. They miss a game here, they miss a game there. You can't really do anything about it. So, you know, it is what it is. That's fantasy. Uh, but I guess, you know, to close out this week's uh, podcast discussion for us, one thing we, we, we're going to start talking about a little bit more, hopefully. Uh, the old NHL season's going to start. Rangers start next week. Um, they're young. Should be exciting to watch. Uh, can't see. Can't wait to see what that's all. What what's going to unfold there? One thing for fantasy, I'll make this my last minute. Is uh, I won in our Trumbull Dads group. Uh, we have a fantasy football league, and I was lucky to win. Pending any stat corrections, I won by point five zero over Oh Saquon. Can you see this past week? So I get. I'm gonna have to give that a few days to make sure there's no other stat corrections, but. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's fun. I like being in first place in our league. That's uh, that's pretty nice. I'm the only undefeated team in the uh, hot bag of nickels is our uh, division name. So anyway, all right, for Rob, Brian, and myself, have a great night. Thanks for listening.